Get your family vehicles ready for summer driving with early Memorial Day deals at Dobbs. Click on GoToDobbs.com for money, save, retire, and service deals today. Dobbs. With 43 locations, real deals are always close by. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Mike Claiborne is standing by. Of course, you'll hear Mike throughout the season on Cardinal Broadcasts on the Cardinal Baseball Network. Go to ClaibsOnline.com for amazing content and especially amazing baseball content during the season. Good morning, Michael. How you doing? I am doing great. Uh, happy belated birthday, Carrie. Oh, thank you, sir. I appreciate that. <laughs> uh, how you feel today? I mean, you feeling any better or what? Yeah, I mean, you know... <laughs> It's just another day. I think I got a lot of texts from my players. I got a lot of texts from people, but I got some texts from my players, some current, some former, and that really made me – it made me feel like I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing by uh, by coaching these young men. So that was probably well, the highlight you know of my what, day. Man, I personally appreciate what you're doing in trying to save some kids and point them in a direction. And I don't care if they ever put their hand in the ground for a football game in the NFL or anything else, but – what you're doing to make them be better people to their families and their community is uh, something I certainly tip my cap to. I appreciate that. Thank you so much. So, Clay's you old, too. I, I'm getting there. <laughs> 42. <laughs> I'm getting. I'm at the age now where I just want to sit down and chill. I don't want to do too much of anything. <laughs> yeah, just buy you a good, comfortable chair to, and some fresh batteries for the remote. There you go. <laughs> All right. So, so Clay's when, when you drive in, for those that haven't been down to uh, Jupiter, but when you drive in, there is a satellite FAU, Florida Atlantic University, facility there. Is that why you have FAU in a Final Four? What the heck is going on here? <laughs> well, you know what? So here's the deal. Uh, you're right. There is a facility there. But I knew some people at FAU a few years ago uh, when they got in the tournament and their their coach moved on to USC. And for some reason, you know, I went to a couple of games this year on a Humber. All right. A buddy of mine was like, hey, man, let's go watch FAU. I'm like, well, why are we doing that? He said, you won't believe the talent that's going to be. All right, let's go. So here we go. We go to the games. And I'm watching it, and I say, you know what? They have enough to make th- this interesting. And then I just kind of file it away. So we're putting together these tournament brackets. And so, you know, we have one in the in the clubhouse for the matchsticks and, you know, ice cream cones. There's another one that I'm <laughs> in that I just, you know what, I just, like, I don't pick any favorites or any of the, the Blue Blood schools. And I said, I'm putting FAU in this thing. I think they can get to the final eight. They can get to the elite eight. And so then I look at San Diego State. And uh, I was out there uh, last year and got to know some of the people there. And I was like, you know what? Why not? Mm-hmm. What, what do I have to lose? So here I am. Uh, two of my teams get to the Elite Eight. I'm in a pool where the guy who runs it said, you know, I think you've already won. And I said, wait, <laughs> he said, because nobody else picked any of these teams that are going to be in the Final Four. He said, he said, I think there's one guy that had UConn going to, uh, to the uh, Elite Eight. He said, but I don't think they went to the Finals. Hmm. So I'm like, holy cow. <laughs> so anyway, 
the next time we see each other, you know what? I may be able to spring for an ice cream cone or two. <laughs> oh, <laughs> nice. Yeah, I think you, right. you I might may, be a I few. I be rolling in, in vanilla cones here in a minute. So you just never know. <laughs> well, you know what else you were right about, too, Claves? You said that Jordan Walker needed to be on the opening day roster, and he is. How excited are you that the Cardinals made sure that he got on the opening day roster? It seems like it was the right choice. But also, do you have any concerns? He kind of did hit a little bit of a slump kind of at the end of spring training. Do you have any concerns? with that with him starting the season up in the majors no you know i'm just glad they listened to me for one time (laughs) yeah you know i think he's right we might want to keep this guy uh you know what i think that that's just part of the growth you know where you you hit the wall and and carrie you can speak to this when i'm sure when you got in your first nfl camp and you were balling there was that point where you kind of hit the wall and then you have to push the reset Mm -hmm. button now the difference is a lot of guys don't know where the reset button is or how to push it. I think with with, with uh, Jordan Walker, I think he's got all the tools to be able to find it, along with the fact that there are so many people who can help him, whether it's coaches, and I think we have two of the best hitting coaches, and we haven't played a game yet, but just watching how they work, I think that's going to be a plus. I think you have some pros and Goldschmidt and Arenado who've been through this. You've got some other younger guys who can certainly help. So the support system is set up for him to be able to succeed. And while I want to tell everybody now, I don't know if the guy's going to hit 350 this year, okay? I don't know if he's going to be rookie of the year. I know this. I know that what I saw in spring training and just how he approaches things is something that gives me hope that he will be better than just okay as far as the Cardinals is concerned. Well, that was one of the reasons why I felt like he should be here Early and and because of because of what you got in Aaron Arenado and because of what you got in Goldschmidt, you got guys that are MVP caliber players that go about their work every single day. And as a young player, one of the things that you learn from obviously your God given talent gets you there, but learning how to be a pro from pros, pros helps yeah. you stay there. And I thought that was one of the key components as to why he needed to be here sooner rather than later. I, I couldn't agree with you more, man. I, I think that you know you could call him up later. And then all of a sudden, the spotlight's really on, mm-hmm. you know, because he's going to come from Memphis and maybe he's putting up numbers. But I think this is a great way for him to inhale it early and just stay with him. I mean, I, I, hey, he's going to have a moment. They're going to throw a couple of sliders and some change-ups that he's not going to be able to figure out, all right? But then, you know, it won't be too long before they throw him that same slider and that same change-up where he's waiting just a little bit more. Instead of trying to pull it, he's going to take it the other way. But but one of the things I I seem to uh, have checked out about him, he's very disciplined at the plate. He will not swing at certain pitches, even though they may be break late action breaking balls. He will get punched out because he's like, nope, that's not a pitch I can handle, mm-hmm. so I'm not going to swing at it. And I'd rather for a guy to do that than to chase a pitch. And all of a sudden now he's expanding his 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 zone to the point where now they know they can get him on stuff away. And then the next thing you know, they start throwing him high and tight. So he's all messed up. Hey, Mike, what did you think of the spring of Jack Flaherty? I thought it was good. Uh, I think that what I've learned about Jack Flaherty, first of all, physically, he, he's, he's ready. I think what happens with him is, you know, with you, you, sometimes you overthink things. And because if you watch him, he's very methodical. He's very, very mechanical in his approach to the game, his delivery, the whole nine yards. I thought one of the things that happened to him in the spring, um, about near the end, he was starting to get squeezed on some calls, uh, especially when he was throwing a slider. 
I mean, his slider has some real late action to it. And he wasn't getting that call. And I didn't think he found a plan B to say, all right, I'm going to deal with this. I'm not going to give in to the umpire. I'm going to still throw it in that same spot. And eventually, either I'm going to get that pitch or I'm going to walk him. But I know when the season starts and the umpire is a little bit more consistent, uh, I'm going to be okay. And in the case in point, the, the one of the guys, uh, Toby Basner, um, his, his brother was an umpire. This was his first spring training, all right? And he was all over the place for a couple of Flaherty starts. And I really think that that kind of affected him as far as his approach is concerned. I'm not going to worry about Jack Flaherty like the rest of, the, of America is. I think he's going to be okay. Uh, I wouldn't take put anything into that last outing because when he scored 24 runs on a team, he wasn't the only guy that didn't have it that day. Mm-hmm. I think that was evident. But I, I think that he's going to be – he'll be fine. I just think if he just pitches and doesn't overthink it and stays with his mechanics and the things that he's comfortable with, I think he's going to be okay. Claves, were you surprised by the opening day roster? Any names that were on there or that weren't on there? Juan Yepes comes to mind. Yeah, you know, good question. Um, Juan Yepes was just a guy in spring training. He, mm-hmm. he really didn't shine in the manner. I, I will say this. Defensively, he was better in the outfield and at first base than I saw him last year, so I give him credit for that. But offensively, uh, they kept getting him out on pitches in and in, in on him that he couldn't handle. And he, then when he did, he followed them off. Uh, so he wasn't as effective as the play at the plate. The Taylor Motter story is a very interesting one. He's from that area, from West Palm Beach. And as a kid, he used to stand outside the gate and try and get autographs at, at spring training. Mm-hmm. So now we go full circle. He's with the ball club. And while he didn't set the world on fire with his bat, I really commend him on his effort. This guy busts his butt on everything he does defensively in the field. He played multiple positions. But, you know, when you watch his batting stance, he reminds you of one of those beer league softball players. I mean, his feet are about <laughs> six inches apart. He's deep in the box, and he's just waiting on that elevator pitch that comes down that, you know, guys used to just hit into the next county. He looks like that sort of guy, especially with the mullet. He looks like one of the guys I used to play against and with many, many years ago. But he reminds me more of a softball player. But I think he, uh, he's going to give you effort. I think he's a guy you plug in the lineup maybe on Thursday and Sunday on getaway days, get him some at-bats. Because, you know, that element of the game has changed where you don't have that professional pinch hitter anymore because you don't have to pinch hit for guys. Like, you don't have to pinch hit for a pitcher late in the game. So that role has changed as far as how many at-bats he's going to get during the course of a week or course of a season. And it'll be interesting to see how he prepares. I'm anxious to talk to him about that. How you stay ready when you may not swing a bat, you know, for a week or maybe eight days or whatever. I remember one day John Mabry, I love this story, he had gone like 21 days without, without hitting. And Lou Pinella put him in the lineup to face Randy Johnson. He struck out like four times, and Pinella had the nerve to say, hey, man, how can I play you if I can't get anything out of it? Well, wait a minute. You know, 21 days, I'm facing Red, the big unit. He's throwing these 100-mile-an-hour these heaters to a left-handed pit hitter. Give me a break, man. So I, I'm sure Ollie will find some ways to get him in the lineup. But I, I think that's probably one of the one of the bigger surprises, that Yepes didn't win the job, but I didn't think he deserved it. Uh, you know, when you think about the backup catching situation, Andrew Kisner didn't have a very good spring, okay? I'm just going to be honest about it. He didn't have a very good spring um, at the play or behind the play. 
But here's the big news. Nobody else who was catching had one either other than Contreras. So he kind of wins by default. I hope he can turn it around because I think we all know him and like him as a person. But this is not about a personality contest. This is about a performance contest. And hopefully he'll be in a better position to perform uh, when the season gets gets going because he's going to play. Remember, Wilson Contreras has played never. He's never played more than 138 games, and that was a few years ago. So he's not going to be behind the plate that much. And if you look back at last year, we didn't get much out of the catching position, Yachty or Kisner. And that's an area where you have to, if you're going to win, you better have nine hitters in your lineup. And, and they don't have, he doesn't have to be Yogi Berra or Johnny Bench or anybody like that. But you've got to be able to have some competitive at-bats, whether you can move a runner along or get a fly ball or get a key hit sometimes late in the game. Those are the little things you're looking for. I'm not asking him to go from three for four. I'm just asking him to be competitive at the plate. And, Claves, I know you got a lot of cool stuff coming up for opening day on Claves Online. Yeah, well, you know, Rick Hummel has a great piece out. He's on, a, he's on a, our site. He wrote something yesterday. He and I would do our podcast on Thursday on, on opening day. And, of course, Rammer and, uh, and Joe, Joe, uh, Joe Roderick have their daily card segment that premieres this week as well. So we will cover baseball wall to wall. We have a couple other new wrinkles that we're going to add on. Uh, we'll be able to announce maybe on opening day, but certainly certainly somewhere around that. So by this time next week, and I plan on coming in there next week. Love it. Couldn't do it. it this week. Too much going on, but I, I, I have it on my schedule. If you guys are having me, I'd love to sit in there and chop it up with you. We'd love to have you nice. in for an hour. That'd be great. All right, gang. So we're good. We're good. I'm looking. Are you guys coming to opening day? We, we yes. will be there. We will be there. All right. You got to look me up. We'll find you. <laughs> Thanks, Clay. See you later. Hey. I'm the easiest cat in the ballpark. <laughs> we'll find you. Thanks. Mike. All right. You guys have a great rest of your day, and I'll see you Thursday. You bet. Thank you. That's Mike Claiborne with us on 101 ESPN.